Welcome everybody to This Week in Legal Blogging. This is episode 63 of the show, which is presented by Lexblog. Lexblog is a company that is home to the world's largest community of legal bloggers and an industry-leading provider of professional blogs and turnkey digital publishing solutions for lawyers in the world's largest law firms. I'm your host, Bob Ambrogi. I have my own blog called Law Sites and a podcast called Law Next. And my guest today is Yevgen Poltenko. He is the executive director of the Legal Development Network, an association of community-based non-governmental organizations that promotes people-centered justice in Ukraine. Yevgen, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Bob. Thank you for having me here for your invitation. I'm happy to join your blog today and for this opportunity to share about uh, how justice defenders deal now with this, uh, I think, Thank you. the most toughest situation in Ukraine ever. Yeah, well, it's obviously uh, the whole world is, is watching uh, and, and uh, sympathizing with the situation that you're in right now. Be- before we start talking about about your organization uh, I just wonder you know personally how how are you doing are, are you safe are you well are you okay I'm uh, apologize for maybe some technical issues uh, we have some quite bad connection now in Ukraine for this time uh, actually I'm re- in relatively relatively safe uh, place now it's western part of Ukraine uh, near Lviv and uh, all of my colleagues, uh, fortunately, we managed to relocate them to more safe places uh, during these three weeks uh, to mobilize our work on the ground. Yeah, so you're you're closer to the the, the Polish the Poland border at this point. Is, is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm curious, just just how how you're kind of staying informed. I mean, a lot of us in, here in the United States, where I am, are, are glued to uh, the television and the internet uh, and, and uh, other media trying to keep up with what's going on there. Uh, how are you keeping up? Are, are, are you, do you have access to uh, media reports and, and news reports and, and other sources of information? Yes, actually, uh, we have no restrictions. Uh, I mean, on those areas on those territories uh, which are under control of the governments uh, so no restrictions no bans for access to information so we can use internet connection as i meant as i meant uh, sometimes we have some interruption in technical issues uh, but in general we have uh, such kind of access and we can use also internet uh, to access uh, tv uh, different channels, international channels. So we can also observe what, what <laughs> that we are on top of uh, news uh, around across the world, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as we, on, on the day that we're speaking and recording this, you, your, your president uh, addressed our, our Congress by, uh, by a video uh, connection uh, and, uh, uh, you know, made made an appeal for support, uh, and uh, so it's uh, it, it's very timely that that we're we're speaking today. But you're you're uh, 
the executive director of the Legal Development Network. Could you first just explain what the Legal Development Network is, what kind of work it does? As you mentioned uh, before we started uh, this blog, uh, we are an association of uh, civil society organizations. Now we unite uh, 21 uh, organizations across the country, and uh, this organization are f- uh, focus on um, issues of legal empowerment, of uh, legal assistance, legal aid, and legal education for people who mostly vulnerable people. Uh, but since uh, the beginning of this stage of aggression, because, as you know, Russian aggression started in 2014 in Ukraine, actually, but this massive mm-hmm. and devastating aggression, uh, we have to, in some kind, reshape, and, uh, reshape our activities. Uh, they uh, make them much more broader uh, since we have a lot of uh, displaced people, as you know, not even those who are migrants to European countries or especially internally displaced persons. Uh, For some numbers, uh, we talk about uh, 7 million people. Uh, So all these people, uh, alongside with legal assistance, need information to uh, humanitarian information, access to housing, access to uh, social benefits, uh, access to even foods and essentials, uh, medicines, etc. So we mobilized our work to uh, focus on uh, addressing these needs uh, uh, on the areas, uh, mo- relatively safe areas, uh, but uh, even our colleagues who uh, stay in um, located uh, cities on the eastern, in the eastern part or in the southern part, uh, occupied areas, uh, also continue their work there, and we keep uh, keep connection with them, keep touch with them, and uh, support them in their activities and operation there. So, uh, can you uh, explain a little bit more about how you're supporting? What what kinds of services are you offering in in response to the the Russian invasion and, and the Russian aggression? The most uh, the priority of our work is uh, legal assistance, as I mentioned. So uh, we provide this assistance uh, remotely uh, through our online uh, legal consultations shared on our website, ldn.org.ua, and through uh, in person uh, through the offices uh, available in the western and uh, central part of Ukraine. And uh, also our um, colleagues uh, work uh, with, uh, with humanitarian centers, uh, transit centers for migrants, uh, providing also on the, on the ground uh, legal assistance. Uh, but also, as I mentioned, we uh, legal assistance, legal information and uh, humanitarian information uh, for accessing different uh, kinds of aid and uh, housing, as mentioned. Uh, but as well, we provide assistance to uh, different uh, volunteer groups, uh, initiatives, humanitarian centers across the country uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, crisis management, uh, assistance to organize uh, work with humanitarian aid, uh, to provide th- this aid, to collect, uh, fundraise, etc. So 
uh, actually the ra- range of our activities are very broad <laughs> this time. Right. Are, are there, I mean, you mentioned housing and, and immig- I guess, immigration issues. I mean, what, what, are, what are some of the, the most prominent issues right now or, or the most dominant issues right now that, are, that you're having to deal with in terms of legal issues? The issues uh, of uh, migration rules. Uh, some people ask uh, us uh, what documents they have to provide uh, during crossing the border. Um, very demanded is the issues of uh, how to um, seek temporary protection in European countries or refugee status in European countries. So actually, um, men are banned, uh, men of the, uh, when they uh, can um, ser- uh, can serve in military, uh, are banned mm-hmm. to cross the border now of Ukraine. And uh, mostly mothers with children cross the border, so they need uh, mm-hmm. an assistance, uh, how to, what documents they need from their fathers, from the fathers to that allows to cross the border for children. Um, so this is the mostly 90% of the issues we deal now, legal issues. Uh, in terms of humanitarian aid, the most um, hot issue is access to housing. So demand is very huge, and uh, this is the most, uh, the most need for people who are displaced uh, in central or western parts of Ukraine, are, are the are the, the the government offices that would provide the kind of documentation people that people might need to cross the border are are they operating or are people avail- able to get documentation if they don't have the proper documentation? Uh, first weeks uh, of uh, the, this uh, this crisis. Uh, were very tough uh, and uh, all. All attention of the government uh, were focused on uh, on defense, on on issues, uh, logistic logistic issues for the military, and uh, this is very very tough uh, time uh, when actually uh, civil society helped uh, the government to deal with all these issues, and uh, civil society organized very strong to to help in these issues, and. Uh, and the government uh, in this time uh, was quite flexible in terms of uh, issuing different documents or demanding these uh, documents uh, at the border points. Uh, mm-hmm. So mo- mostly we, we could arrange uh, this uh, very fle- inflexible mode, but. Uh, Meanwhile, this week we observed that uh, the situation is normalizing and uh, uh, many offices, government migrations, for instance, offices uh, are opening and uh, begin operate uh, on the government control areas. So the situation is stabilizing now. It's stabilizing. Yeah. So, so somebody who might not have had a passport or lost their passport or something like that would be able to, to get the documentation that they need. Um, Maybe. it was quite, it, it, it was quite, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was quite, uh, difficult to cross yeah, border, I but I know the uh, examples when, uh, people can provide even photos on their phones to cross the border, uh, and, uh, 
in terms of, there were huge queues. Uh, uh, in, uh, for instance, in Lviv, uh, where I'm, I'm located now near Lviv, uh, for migration office, uh, in, in exactly in issues of um, uh, issuing, issuing new documents uh, because many people lost their documents or uh, left them in the houses which they left uh, fleeing from this uh, from this war, war zones. How are citizens who need legal help? How, how do they reach you? Are they are they meeting with meeting with people uh, in your network face to face, or are they using technology to interface with your organization? Uh, mostly remotely. Uh, we we try to disseminate information uh, about the possibility opportunities to access our services uh, throughout different channels, messengers. Uh, uh, services of instance messengers, uh, social media, uh, disseminated them in uh, transit centers for migrants and refugees. Uh, so mo- mostly re- remotely, but uh, uh, some people also uh, apply to our offices, offices of our member organizations throughout the country. Yeah. Uh, I, I, looking at your your website, it seems to me that you have some some capability for uh, one-to-one chat uh, through your website with, with individuals who need help. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's one of our services uh, we are proud uh, for because we launched it uh, in 2017, uh, long before even uh, pandemic times. And uh, exactly during pandemic times, uh, this service uh, was much appreciated and demanded with our clients. Uh, so this service uh, we continue to support, and now it's it's also very very popular. Uh, we support uh, this service. Um, uh, now we switched uh, this mode. Uh, before uh, February 24th, uh, we supported this uh, uh, service um, on the basis of uh, business days uh, from Monday to Friday. But now we switch to daily mode. So we uh, work uh, seven days per week uh, without holidays. Uh, we have no holidays in Ukraine now. <laughs> It's no. it's only one day, day of war, unfortunately. Uh, so we support uh, with our duty uh, lawyers uh, from our member organizations. Does that put a, a, a stress on a strain on on uh, on the professionals within your organization? I mean, are they working long hours to keep up with the demand? We have a schedule. One lawyer can have. Uh, his duty day, maybe one or two days uh, per month. It's not very huge burden for, for them, actually. Yeah. Because we have a quite large web of our member organizations lawyers. And something else I saw, I, I, uh, through your website, I came across a, a link to a Facebook page, Ukraine Alive 2022, which has a 
actually has a chat bot on it. Uh, is, is that something that you were involved in developing or supporting in some way that seems to be uh, a, a chat bot that, that can help people with their questions about resources and help? Uh, as I mentioned, uh, since, uh, since February 24, we have, uh, we have, to, <clears throat> have uh, to reshape in some, in some sense uh, our work. And uh, we saw that uh, the huge need uh, for humanitarian aid uh, from people with work. So just legal assistance or legal aid is not enough for them. They, are, they need food, they need medicines, uh, etc., etc. Uh, so we, uh, we supported uh, uh, one of uh, volunteer humanitarian centers in uh, Kyiv. Uh, so these mostly small or medium businesses uh, arranged uh, their uh, warehouses uh, and to, to, uh, they organized their work to and logistics, uh, to collect humanitarian aid and to distribute this aid. Uh, so we um, support them with uh, publicity, with uh, fundraising uh, and the uh, by the moment we we collected almost four thousand uh, uh, dollars uh, through a couple of weeks to support this work, uh, but the scale of this center is much uh, uh, larger. So we support them uh, uh, with fundraising, with uh, legal assistance, and with uh, channeling people from different uh, regions and areas uh, for uh, their, their services. Another um, feature that, that it looks like uh, that you, you've uh, created on, on your website is this, is this essentially a, a map uh, of, of, uh, of resources uh, and, and aid uh, and how, how people can get help. Uh, mm-hmm. can, can you talk about that? Can you explain that? Actually, uh, this is idea came for us uh, from this the pandemic uh, time when we when we need to organize our work uh, remotely and provide people with this information in which uh, area uh, they can apply for for our help for our assistance and. Uh, we had such kind of map, and now we also decided to organize, uh, to arrange this service uh, where online uh, you can find uh, in your area uh, our offices and our lawyers and uh, get know uh, which time, which mode uh, uh, they provide legal or other humanitarian consultations and information and their contacts. Uh, so we uh, keep. Um, Actually, um, keep uh, we update this information on daily basis, and uh, I'm 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 happy to say that uh, the network of uh, the lawyers we um, we uh, unite for providing the services uh, is uh, spreading from week to week, and uh, now we also. Uh, look into the possibility to link to these uh, services also our colleagues from the European countries 
which can provide the assistance uh, for those Ukrainians who flee to EU countries. I, I know that here in the United States and in in other also in in European countries, uh, lawyers have have organized uh, efforts to provide assistance on uh, immigration issues and to work with uh, some of those uh, who are who are fleeing the country uh, and crossing the border uh, w- when I, I I actually uh, I, I put out a a question uh, to people I know on on Twitter asking what what they would most want to know fr- from you uh, and the question everybody wants to know is what what can they do to help what what can we in the United States do to help, and, and what can legal professionals, lawyers in particular, do to help? Um, when we talk about uh, help, uh, so <laughs> when we talk about uh, the waves of the immigration from Ukraine, uh, now it is mostly EU countries mm-hmm. Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, also Germany, Sweden, Austria. Uh, so, if we talk about uh, direct services uh, for this migrant, uh, uh, as you understand, it's yeah. it's it's, it's uh, much helpful when it is provided by the lawyers of from these countries, and we on the way of, as I mentioned, of arranging such kind of pro bono services and uh, engagement of EU lawyers, pro bono lawyers to these services. Uh, but when we talk about the support from the global uh, legal community, uh, you know, we actually even l- literally feel this sympathy, this support. Uh, and if uh, this is, a, is an opportunity to spread the word that, uh, and that we are struggling, we... Um, I think uh, we struggle now, I mean, just as defenders here in Ukraine, uh, not only for the future of Ukraine. Uh, we are struggle for, to, to show, to demonstrate those who fight in, on the frontiers of the nem- democracy that these values, th- these values of democracy and uh, freedom um, is important and inevitable. And uh, it is important to spread this word that and when uh, if uh, those legal professionals who can support us uh, with spreading the word with even supporting in different uh, even by donations uh, this keep us strong and keep and stay us strong to to keep this working ahead it, it's very important work and and I, you obviously have have the support, uh, the, at least the spiritual support of, of, of many, many people. What, what about financially? How how do you keep this organization going? Uh, it, where where did the finances? Where does the where do the where does the money come from to help help support the work that you're doing? Uh, we have support from uh, several uh, foundations uh, from from Ukraine as well as from Ukraine it's international renaissance foundation we are supported uh, from the us uh, with uh, mod foundation 
uh, and uh, recent uh, weeks we reached out uh, uh, our colleagues uh, from Legal Empowerment Network, uh, uh, united by Dynamati, and uh, they arranged our contacts with uh, Legal Empowerment Fund, and uh, they also provided assistance to, for us. Uh, and uh, our uh, our colleagues uh, from DLA Piper Foundation uh, also agreed to support in our work. Uh, so. Uh, I can say that uh, this is very supportive for our for, for this time. Uh, but uh, from day to day, we understand that the needs are so much huge, and uh, so 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 uh, a million so millions of people need, need this assistance. Uh, so. We still keep in to uh, f continue to to raising funds uh, and especially for uh, for supporting of our humanitarian part of humanitarian center. Um, so, if it's possible, also spread the word of these uh, needs and these activities, uh, and uh, when people can support it, uh, it's much appreciated. Yeah. Are, are you uh, actively in touch with legal organizations outside of Ukraine that are that are that you're working with? Uh, yes, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Legal Empowerment Network. Uh, yeah. This this network uh, unites uh, almost more than two and a half thousand uh, civil organizations and initiatives across the world. And uh, actually, my organization, Legal Development Network, is a regional anchor of this network in Eastern Europe and Central Asia. So we have very close connections with our community uh, around the world. Yeah. Are courts operating now in Ukraine? And what, if so, what, what kinds of cases are, are being heard right now? Uh, yes, uh, judiciary system is operating, uh, as well as financial system properly in Ukraine. Now, uh, physically in-person courts, you can uh, attend, uh, of course, on the areas not occupied by the Russians. Um, and But uh, hearings, as you mentioned, uh, is mostly focused on very urgent, urgent cases. Yeah. If, if there are, are, are lawyers who want to uh, provide somehow direct support, whether financial support or volunteer services or anything like that, do you have any sense of, of how they would go about that or who they should reach out to? For, for, for support, uh, our donators can use uh, our website and there is page uh, support, it's English mm -hmm. version. And yeah. you can support through card uh, platform or through IBAN codes. Uh, and in terms of uh, voluntary support, uh, you can reach out us uh, by our by our email or chat chat. So many channels to reach out us. We are twenty four hours and uh, seven days per week uh, attuned. I know that uh, this the situation changes by the by the hour by the day. Uh, 
are you optimistic about how things will turn out? Uh, you know, as a majority of Ukrainians, uh, we are optimistic. Uh, I think uh, when, if we could, if we managed uh, to to unite uh, in this tough time uh, and to withstand this. Uh, very tough three weeks. Uh, I think we reached this point when Putin will not get what he wanted. Uh, definitely, I'm sure. Uh, because I, I can even express, uh, you know, all this um, uh, power of uh, this, this huge, huge power of the people of Ukraine. Uh, power and willingness to resist and willingness to defend uh, their liberty, their freedom and their values. Uh, yeah. So I think, I'm sure we will prevail. I, I mean, you've, the, the Ukrainian people have been uh, an inspiration to the rest of the world. Uh, and, and I think we, we're all finding strength in your strength. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really been uh, amazing to see, see what happens. Uh, and and when when this is over, uh, I, I guess I, I have to. I, I guess the legal work continues. I mean, there will be uh, much more, many more legal issues that will persist uh, even after the conflict is is over. Is that right? Uh, yeah, sure. You're right. Uh, uh, war will over, I'm sure, and uh, we. Already, you know, thinking about uh, post-war phase, what we will focus on, and by this moment, we already see, uh, you know, these points of attention. Of course, there will be uh, um, the issues we already dealt uh, during the previous uh, phase of the uh, phase of the conflict. Uh, I mean the issues of compensations for damaged and destroyed uh, mm -hmm. housing, property, the issues of different um, kinds of social benefits, pensions, etc., etc. Uh, but also, I, I I would like to emphasize that uh, there would be mostly the issues of um, how the heal, to heal the society from this time because you know um, so all, all this uh, devastating bombardments uh, all these uh, killings uh, the imprisonments of pro-ukrainian uh, active activists uh, it is very difficult and, and you know it's uh, it's it's changing our society mm. it's became uh, not very tolerant as we were before uh, and so we already have to think how to how to focus on this recovery, on these uh, issues of uh, dialogue and uh, um, reconciliation before the conflict. So also connected issues of alternative resolutions and dialogues will be very, I think, demanded after the war. Yevgen, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to say? to our listeners before we end this recording today? 
I think yes, and even more. Uh, thank you very much, Bob, for this opportunity for this very interesting uh, discussion. I, I I can even um, I can just add that um, every word of support from our colleagues around the world, uh, every action of support, every donation are very important uh, for us and uh, this really strengthens our strengthen our um, uh, our intention to struggle if, because it's it's not a struggle for you know changing of the government or anything else it's struggle for our existence and thank you very much for support in this struggle of Ukraine. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. Uh, we uh, are honored to, to speak with you, and, and not just you, but everybody uh, involved with your organization. Uh, it sounds like uh, you're, you're really doing uh, amazing work at a, at a difficult time and, and cert- doing a great service for uh, the people of Ukraine and, and helping to support them during this time. Um, for, for our listeners, I just want to remind you, uh, you can find uh, the Legal Development Network website at ldn.org.ua, and uh, there is uh, an English language version of the site there, and there's full information on uh, the activities that we talked about today, as well as on how to support uh the uh, legal development network and and the and the work that it's doing. Uh, Yevgen, I, I uh, wish you the best uh, and uh, I hope you stay well and uh, hope hope uh, the next time we we chat it's under uh, under uh, happier circumstances. Uh, so stay well. Uh, thank you so much, Bob, for your warm words. Uh, thank you for solidarity to all world. Stay strong. Thank you. You too. Stay strong. So again, uh, listeners, uh, we've been speaking with Yevgen Poltenko, uh, the executive director of the Legal Development Network. And this was uh, episode 63 of uh, This Week in Legal Blogging. You can find all of our past episodes at lexblog.com slash TWILB. I hope you'll check them out. On behalf of myself and on behalf of everybody at Lexblog, Thank you so much for listening.